Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Our Praise the Lord. Our Tina was out last Sunday, and I appreciate Tammy and all the everyone that jumped in. And I know Sister Tina is downstairs helping uh, this morning, but let's give, uh, give everyone that helped and jumped in last week, let's give them a hand. Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. Thank you for praying for Tina this last week. She did a women's conference, and they asked her to lead worship, and so I appreciate you praying for her praying for her. She's not been feeling well, and they heard they had a great service at their women's conference, so praise the Lord. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was just thinking this morning, we have a police officer with us this morning, and uh, I was thinking two or three weeks ago, <clears throat> I, had picked up, uh, I had picked up Marta from, uh, from school, and uh, well, not from school, actually, to, at the acti- over at the activity center, and she was playing volleyball, and I was uh, coming around the coming around the uh, park. I'm getting the right direction. The park down here, and uh, there uh, was a the stop. There was a stoplight, so I, I pulled up to the stoplight. But I had a had a lot on my mind, and I had a, a decision that I had to make. And and um, I just how many of you know those decisions just roll around in your your head. And then I was trying to talk talk to my brother at the uh, <clears throat> at the same time. And uh, so just as I pulled up to the stoplight, I, I seen a city cop pulled right in behind me. And so I've got my eyes on the city cop in behind me. I'm thinking, did I not put my seatbelt on? And I didn't think I did, so I grabbed hold of my seatbelt, and I, I put it on real quick. And so, and I'm talking to Daryl. I'm trying to talk to Daryl, and this decision I've got to make is going over in my mind. And I know I gotta, I know I gotta pray about it. And all this stuff's going on at the same time. I pull up to the stoplight, and I stop for a minute. And then all this is going in my mind. I, I, I started talking to Daryl again. knew I had to stop by the, knew I had to stop by the church. So I stop, and I, I stop there for about a minute and a half. And then I just drift off and go right through the stoplight. Just right there. I just drove just right through the stoplight. Well, lo and behold, because I, I kept looking at him in the back of my mirror, lo and behold, and I asked my brother, I said, did I just run a red light? I just stopped at it. Well, lo and behold, down here at the Royal Station, there's blue lights come on. He pulled me over, and he, I rolled down the window, and I then got my license out, and he said, um, he said, sir, where have you come from? And I said, well, I come over, and I tried to make it Christianese real quick. I said, well, I come over at the, the Christian Outreach Center over across town. My daughter was playing volleyball, and I went to pick her up. And uh, so he, uh, he looked at me, and he kind of laughed. And he said, um, did you realize that you pulled up to that stoplight, and you just stopped? You went on and stopped, but did you realize you just, you just pulled? And he said this to me, you just pulled right off. He said, you just pulled right, just drifted right off through it? He said, and, uh, he said uh, you guys, now where are you going? So I acted really listen. I said, actually, we're going down to the church right down here in the road on the left-hand side. <laughs> he said, well, I'm not going to give you a ticket, but uh, just kind of be aware, and maybe you won't have so much stuff on your mind. So <laughs> thank God for our, for our police officers. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I, but I, I, I kind of iterate that because I want to talk this morning just for a few, a few minutes on hearing the voice of the Lord. And I was thinking about a decision that I uh, had, had to make. And, but hearing the voice of God, we are living, we're living um, uh, in a divided nation right now. If you've been following the news whatsoever, there's the, 
the judge Kavanaugh, they're trying to vote him in. Uh, he's on now the second highest court, and they're getting ready to see if they can take him up to the Supreme Court. And and the issue with the lady, and it's just where our country has just been divided. I mean, this last week has actually been a historical week in the United States of um, uh, America. And so our country is divided, however you feel about one situation or another. But uh, our, our, our nation is divided. And not only do I see that, but I see also uh, people that go to church and, and claim to be uh, a Christians. The Bible I was talking with a gentleman the other day. The, the Bible says in the last, uh, last days, there's going to be a great falling away. Well, if there's going to be a great falling away, you have to be, something has to be going on for you to fall away from it. And so the Bible just kind of makes it clear that in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. But in the last days, there's going to be a great falling away, which means people that had once walked with God and that was on fire for God for years has lost their fire, has lost their unction. I've been going to church ever since I've been a, a, a little, little kid, and so many times in my life, I just went through the routine of going to church and going through worship and maybe reading my Bible a little bit, maybe praying a little bit, but not really, not really on fire for God, not really looking for the coming of the Lord, uh, not looking and being on fire for what God uh, wanted to do in my life. And, but the Bible says there's going to be a great falling away in the, in the last days. And so, but I know you don't want to be, and I don't want to be part of that group that there's going to be a falling away. In the last days, I want to be on fire for God. In the last days, I want to be loving church people and loving the sinner and, and caring for people as much as I can. I want, to, I want my heart to be on fire for God. Whether you're on the mission field or whatever you're doing, your heart needs to be on fire for, for, for God. But we're living in such a time in our nation that the Bible says that in the last days that we need to hear the voice of God. Why? Because the Bible also says in the last days there's going to be great deception. That you will be the Bible says that that if the very if I do not shorten the days, if I don't shorten the days of the coming of the Lord, if I don't shorten those days, now, now listen to the words, the very, the very elect is going to be deceived. Wow. It means the ones that were on fire for that were on fire for God and walking with God. God said that in the last days there's going to be so much deception that the enemy is going to make what he does look like an angel of light. That what he does is going to look so close to the truth that people are going to go after that instead of going after God. Now, when the devil can disguise himself as an angel of light, meaning that he can disguise himself so close to what the real thing really looks like, how many of you know that they're, I mean, they can take, uh, people can take your credit card, they can take anything that you have your pictures on, and they can duplicate th stuff and make things look exactly like the one that almost like you have. And in the last days, the Bible says that there's going to be great deception. And if there's great deception, he said, if I don't shorten those days, if I don't come back soon, the very elect is going to be deceived. And I know you don't want to be deceived, and, 
And I don't want to be deceived. So for you not to be deceived and for me not to be deceived and for you to make, for you to make decisions that you need to make also for your family, decisions I need to make for my family and the church, uh, decisions and all kinds of different, different decisions that you need to make, you need to hear the voice of God. Come on, church. You need to hear the voice of the Spirit. I don't want anymore just to think the decision I have to make is just a good decision. Because I can make maybe a good decision, and I think it's a good decision, but it can be the wrong decision. Just because I think it's a good decision don't really mean that it's the right decision. Can you say amen? And I want to hear the voice of God. And so I want to speak just for a few minutes about hearing God's voice. How many of you believe that God is still speaking today? And how many of you believe it's very critical at the time we live in that we're hearing His voice? That we're hearing His voice. God is still speaking today. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 said, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light when God spoke. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8 says, Adam and Eve, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I'd like to say anytime God speaks, it's cool. Amen? (laughs) Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 through 2 says, And God who at various times... Ways spoke in times past to the fathers and the prophets, has in these last days, how many believe we're living in the last days? In these last days, has spoken to us. In the, in the Old Testament, we have got many examples of God speaking. God speak to Abraham. God spoke to Moses with the law. God spoke to uh, Jacob in a dream. The Lord spoke to Elijah at Mount Horeb in 1 Kings chapter 19. And remember him coming and, and he hear, he's hearing this still small voice. Uh, Elijah is trying to hear the voice of God. This is a good lesson for you and I. And the Bible says that he was listening for the voice of God and he thought that the voice of God would come through the wind. And he thought the voice of God would come through the fire. And he thought the voice of God would come through the earthquake. But the Bible says that the voice of God came in what? A still, small voice. I want to be able to hear the voice of God and not allow other things that I think might be the voice of God, I need to truly hear the voice of God. In John chapter, in Revelation, excuse me, chapter 19, verse 6, and it it says, And his voice, and his voice, God's voice, was like many waters in the voice of mighty thunders, which speaks of power and speaks of authority. God can come in a still, small voice, or the Bible says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 6, he came in mighty, his voice was like a mighty thunder, and his voice was like mighty waters, which means when God speaks, he can speak with all authority and all power. 
You have something in your life you're dealing with, just let God speak to it. You hear God's voice. You speak God's voice in what you hear. And it's with all authority and it's with all power. And the enemy has to leave when you speak what God speaks. Can you say amen? In the Old Testament, God spoke through the prophets. Right up front, when he's speaking to the prophets, he says, And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. And listen to the next couple of verses. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Let me remind you, he is still speaking today. I anoint thee king over Israel. In 1 Kings chapter 20 and verse 16, uh, 13, it says, And behold, there came a prophet unto Ahab, king of Israel, saying, Thus saith the Lord. Why did God want the prophets to emphasize, Thus saith the Lord, right up front when they spoke? Because God wanted the people to realize that He was speaking through the prophet to them. And if God spoke back then, God is still speaking today. There's a time in between the book of Malachi into the book of Matthew. There is a four, some, some scholars say it's 400 years, other scholars say it's 600 years. That there is a gap in between Malachi and the book of Matthew where they're not hearing God's voice at all. There is a silence in God's voice. And we pick up God's voice in John chapter 1, verse 23, and he said, I am, remember John saying, I am the voice of the one. I am not the one, but I am the one, I am the voice of one speaking in the wilderness. Make straight the way. Because the one is coming is the voice. The one that's coming is the voice. When John is trying to communicate that to us, that is the one coming. He says that voice that is coming in the wilderness is going to be powerful. That voice is going to speak with uh, authority. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, listen listen to this voice, in the beginning, say, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God has a voice, and His voice is the Word, and the Word is His voice. God wants you and I to know that He has spoken in the past, and He is still speaking today. You got something in your life that you need an answer to? You got something in your life you need God to speak to? He is still speaking today, and He wants you to hear His voice. I'm reminded in uh, the book of Acts, in Acts chapter uh, 1 and 2, we hear a voice, we hear the voice of God. God tells the, about 120 of them to go into the upper room, and God speaks to them through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when they come out of that upper room speaking in tongues, speaking the voice of the Holy Spirit, 
We, we see when they hear the voice of God, we see the mountains moving out of the way. We see the sick healed. We see the lame walking. We see the blind seeing. We see the cripple get up out of wheelchairs. We're seeing demons flee. We're seeing the water turned into wine. We're seeing fear leave. We're seeing faith restored. Why? God spoke to those 120 in the upper room through the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the working of His voice that when they come out of there speaking what God spoke, there started a revival and a remove of revival and the church church became the church and the church is still going now I believe it's still going strong it's still going to go strong why? because the voice of the spirit this morning are you hearing what the spirit is saying to you? it's time we have a hearing ear it's time we take time to hear the voice of God. It's time we remove the distractions out of our way to be able to hear the voice of God. What are some of these distractions from hearing the voice of God? This one was, this is hard for me when I was studying putting this together. What are some of the distractions? How many of you like to watch uh, Christian television? How many of you like to watch Christian television? We got some that like to watch Christian television. How many of you like to listen to, to ministers by pod, maybe by podcast or, or CD? How many of you like to read? How many of you like to read Christian Christian books by a great author? How many of you like to, to, to just get that stuff in, inside of you? Well, that's all good, but because nobody's more than a guru of listening to podcasts and things on leadership and trying to, 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 for me to learn more and get more. And all of that is good. But that if I'm not careful, stay with me, that can be a distraction to me. Because I have no full responsibility to act on just what they say. But if I get alone with God, if I get alone with God and His Word, and I hear Him speak to me, I have a responsibility to obey or disobey. So if I'm not careful for me, for me, reading leadership books, listening to this podcast, and I will continually do all of those things. But if I'm not careful, that will be a distraction from picking up this Word of God and getting on my face before the Lord and hearing the voice of God. Because when I hear the voice of God, I have to either obey the voice of God, Brother Wayne, or disobey the voice of God. So let's not allow all of these, all these other things that's supposed to be an add-on of us hearing the voice of God. Don't let them be a deceit. See how the devil can distract us and bring deception? All of that stuff is good. Nothing wrong with any of that. But let's make sure that we're getting on our knees before the Lord. We're getting in the Word of God and we're hearing His voice, not always someone else's voice. Amen. Let's give the Lord up. Let's give the Lord a hand. Peter Lord wrote a book on hearing the voice of God. And he said, uh, he said this, When we listen to friends, books, sermons, and, and, uh, from experts, we're making no commitment. We feel no real responsibility to act on what we've heard. We can casually accept or reject, reject the advice coming to 
uh, coming to us personally because it could be just a personal whim. But when we hear from God, we must make a clear-cut decision. We have all but two decisions to obey or disobey, quote, unquote, Peter Lord. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7 says, He that hath an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let's say that together. He that hath an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The Bible says that the steps, follow me, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And the Bible says that He will speak to you about your next step. He just said it, the steps of a good man are ordered, that word can be translated, spoke to you, are ordered by the Lord. But the Lord solemnly gives you the whole journey. He only speaks to you step by step by step. So if this is my whole journey, church, in my Christian walk with the Lord, and I'm going to use Brother Wayne for example, if God has him doing 30 mission trips in his journey before the Lord takes him home, if, if, if the Lord has him doing that, I don't know how many God has called him, but God knows. God knows exactly. God knows exactly how many more he's supposed to do and when he's supposed to stop, right? God knows all things. So if I'm walking with the Lord on my journey, that step by step, he said he's going to order my path. So if I can hear God speak, God, what's my next step? God said, go here. And then I hear the next step. How many of you believe his stuff? I believe, how many of you believe this? The steps of the Lord are ordered by the Lord. The good steps of the Lord. But if I get off where I have all kinds of other distractions in my life, I'm watching stuff, listening stuff, going to places I shouldn't be going, and doing things I shouldn't be doing. As a Christian, well, my, 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 ear, my, my inner ear, my spiritual inner ear, is not hearing God's voice. So I'm walking the path of life, and I am choosing to make these other decisions on my own, I can't blame, come on, I'm preaching a little bit. I can't blame God for my failures. I can't blame God for my mistakes that I've made because I have chose to allow those distractions in my life. Okay? I'm al I've allowed those distractions in my life. But if I pick up the Word of God and I'm on my knees and I'm in the walking with the Spirit of the Lord, when the Lord says to go forward, remember Paul said he tell the Paul was going one direction and God shifted him to another direction? If I'm walking in this path and God says shift here, if I'm hearing to the voice of the Lord, it's very likely that I just bypassed a huge trauma in my life because I heard the voice of the Lord. Many times we blame God for things that God never did. And sometimes we say, God, why did you allow this to happen? And God is saying, you got to have a hearing ear to my spirit. What is the spirit saying unto the church? God says, I have plans for you, good plans, Jeremiah 29, 11. God said, I have mapped out those good plans for you. How many feel like God has great plans for your life? Come. How many feel like God has great plans for your life? You're special. God loves you. He has great plans. He has no intention of you failing. 
He has no intention for your life going south. He has great plans for your life. But you've got to have a hearing ear to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church. I'm reminded of this uh, this story in the Bible in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1 uh, through 9. It's the story of Abraham. And Abraham had to hear the voice of the Lord. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 through 2. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham. And he said, listen to the words. And he said to him, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 through 2. And he said to him, God is speaking to Abraham. God's speaking, saying. And he said, here am I, Abraham said. Abraham heard the voice of the Lord. And he said, take now your son, your only son, who you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the, listen, on one of the mountains of which I tell you. He didn't tell Abraham which mountain. He just told Abraham, take Isaac and go to Moriah and then I will show you the mountain. Abraham heard the voice of the Lord, and Abraham now is going in the direction that God has told him. And listen, take now your son, your only son. Abraham, I'm telling you, listen, I'm telling you where to go, but I'm not telling you what mountain to go to until verse 9. Abraham has now started traveling. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. He's listening and being obedient to God. Somewhere in the course of arriving there, somewhere during that time, God told him which mountain. God knew which mountain had the ram walking around in the thickets. And if Abraham had not been close to God to hear his voice, could it be Abraham would have made a foolish choice and chose another mountaintop? The rest of the verse says, And Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Now Abraham is coming from hearing the voice of the Lord and moving out and going to Moriah And now God tells him what mountaintop to go to because God knew what ram was stuck in the thicket. Now Abraham hears his voice. And the angel of the Lord, about the time he's getting ready, church, to bring that knife down, the angel of the Lord called to him and spoke to him and commanded him and communicated to him and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, listen, he's still hearing God's voice. Here I am. Here I am, Lord, meaning, Lord, I hear your voice. He said, do not stretch your hand out against that lad and do nothing for him. For now I know that you fear God. And now I know you've heard God's voice, meaning you've heard God's voice and you've obeyed God's voice. And then Abraham raised his eyes up and looked. And behind him, a ram was caught In the thicket. I want to ask you this. Could it be that, and then we go on and know the story, the rest of the story. It's 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 a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture of you and I 
on the burnt offering for our sins, and God takes us off of the burnt offering and places His Son on the burnt offering. It's a beautiful picture of that. Could it be that we wouldn't have this beautiful picture of Jesus Christ taking our sacrifices for our sins. If Abraham would have not heard the voice of the Spirit, but he heard the voice of the Spirit, his son was saved, God knew what thicket the ram was in, and I come to tell you, what is in your life? What is in my life? What destiny is in front of me that God wants to do so powerful? He says, stop, son. I got a ram in the thicket. I see your destiny laid out before you. It's a good thing. It's a bright thing, but you keep hearing my voice. Praise God. And now, what's so beautiful, and I don't have time. I was going to read the rest of this passage of Scripture. But what is so beautiful, Jerry's saying, go ahead, Pastor, go ahead. All right, I'll read it, Deacon. By myself, I have sworn, listen to this, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and not withheld your son from you and your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you. And then he goes on, Brother Dale, he goes on to tell Abraham, Brother Jerry, you're going to be greatly blessed. And then he goes on to tell him, you're going to be a father. You're going to be a father of many nations. You're going to be a father of many nations. The Bible tells us when we talk about the blessings of God, church, that we are an heir, a seed to Abraham. Oh, Lord, we are a seed or an heir to Abraham. Does it go all the way back to when Abraham heard God speak and tell him to go to the land of Moriah and then told him what mountaintop to take and then told him to take his son up there and about the time he was going to bring the knife down, he heard the voice of God. He was obedient to God. We got a picture of Jesus. Now we got a picture of the blessings of God on our life, and I can trace it all the way back to Abraham. And I can trace it all the way back because one man said, I desire, I desire to hear the voice of God. Praise the Lord. I want to close with, uh, I want to close with this. This is a very, uh, I think a very important part of the story of Abraham. In Genesis chapter 22 and verse uh, 5, the Bible says, And Abraham said to the young man, and this is before they went to the mountain, Stay here with the donkey, he told his other men that traveled with him, and I and the lad will go up there or go up there younger. Only Abraham and his son went to the top of the mountain. And God has showed me, are there some people in your life that can't go the next step of the journey with you? Is there people in your life, and let me explain. Some of you got that look on your face. What is he talking about? Is there some people in your life that is keeping you from walking in your destiny? Is there people in your life that they're not bad people and they're not wrong people? 
They might have walked, sister, up to this point with you in your destiny. But God says there's time to cut ties because there's too much negativity coming from them. There's too much things coming out of their mouth. There's too much things hindering you from walking in faith. There's too many things that, that are, it's attached that I need to detach. And God says they're not bad. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but they're not bad people, and they're not really wrong people. It's just people that cannot walk into your next step of destiny with you. Because their weights, maybe, and like me, there's people that I have known for years and years and years, but if they're going to drag me down of me taking my next step that God is telling me to take, I love them, I'll do anything for them. But when it comes between them and my next step of destiny from hearing God, I've got to cut it. Come on, church. Come on. I, I might have went to dinner with them. I was thinking about this the way this last week. I might have went to dinner with them. I might have discussed leadership with them. And there's might have been some things that I've talked to them about. And I might have, I mean, they've might have given me some great wisdom at times. But if I keep hearing negativity, and if I keep hearing things that keeps dragging me back from the destiny that God has in my life, if it's gonna be if it's gonna come, Brother Jerry, between God and and them and me doing what God has asked me to do. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm kind of headed towards the older age. I'm not real young right now, okay? I know I might look it, but I'm not, okay? So, so, uh, Brother Dale, what are you laughing at? And, and, and I've got a, I got a head. I've got a head. But you know what? I've, I've only got another, I got this one chance and I got to get it right. And I want God and I want more of Him. And I want more of him. And I want more of him. Brother Wade, I love the men of this church. And I, I've got other friends that I love. But God, as much as I love them, I cannot let anyone hold me back from going my next step of destiny that God has planned for my life. It's not that I don't love them. I've got this pastor friend of mine. And uh, he is a great guy. He would do anything for me. He's a great guy. I've actually ran things by him before, and he's given me great wisdom, and he's still a great friend of mine. But I kind of quit going out to lunch with him and kind of just hanging out a lot with him because when I, when he, at times he would talk about this, and times he talked about that, and it was a little negative here and a little negative that, and that negativity made me start talking negative. That negativity made me start talking negative, negative. So Abraham and the lad had to go to the mountain by themselves because all the other people that was uh, uh, around Abraham and working for Abraham was one of the richest men of the, of, the, of the east. He was a very rich man. And he had servants and all kinds of servants. But Abraham knew, if I'm going to the top of this mountain and I'm going to hear from God, God has got something special. He wants to say to me, 
He wants to talk to me about. This is my next step of death to destiny. And, and all of my servants and all of these are going to have to stay back. Because I'm going to take a step of faith. I've got to cut my ties. I, nobody but me and the lad is going to the mountaintop. And I hear the voice of the Lord. And now we got such a great picture of the picture of Christ. And what Abraham did and how God spoke to him. I don't know if there is anybody in your life, and I don't say this, I'm not saying this is a, a, kind of like a, a mean thing. I'm just saying there might be some people, you love them. I still love this pastor. I, I mean, I'll do anything for him. But me getting with him more and more, I just can't do it. It hasn't hurt our relationship. I just said, I, you know, I just I got to cut a little ties here because if it's dragging me down and it's making me negative, uh, how many, how many of you like me? Sometimes it don't take nobody to make you negative. I mean, you wake up negative, you go through the day negative, and I mean, our brother back there is a policeman. He done pulled over one part of my. Uh, country expression. He done pulled over one jerk and now another jerk and now another jerk and by the end of the day I'm tired of pulling over jerks, you know. I'm tired. I'm upset. I want to go home. I don't got anything good to say. And you got... So I don't need anybody to add to that, do you? And is that, if that's a constant thing, I need to say, God, if they're going to hold me back from what you have in my life, then I'm going to have to move forward. I'm not, it's not that I'm more better or I'm perfect or I'm a better Christian or just because I'm a pastor, I'm more religious. That don't have anything to do with it. It's just each one of us, God has a plan for our life. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I want to finish my journey hearing his steps, walking in his destiny, and i got to hear his voice. Come on, church. I, I, I got I to gotta hear his voice. Let's give him a hand this morning. Amen. Amen. I want the best for you. I want the best for you. And the best is not my wife. The best is not me. The best is not my family. We love you, but the, we're not the best for you. You got to hear his voice you got to hear the voice of Jesus. The Bible said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. I want you to do this week. I want you to do something with me. I want you to take your Bible. I want you to get on your knees. And I want you to spend time with God. I'm going to close with this. The devil tries to tell all of us that our time with God is a little wasted time. I can be washing clothes. Well, not me, but I can be washing dishes. I do that every once in a while. Or I can be going and, listen, to a pastor, it can be good stuff. You can go to make one more hospital visit, or you can call one more person, or you can do one more thing for somebody, and all of that is good and fine, and that's my job, and that's what I'm supposed to do. But church, listen. There is nothing no more important than this living Word of God at the center of this pulpit. And you staying in that Word and getting on your face before the Lord and hearing the voice of God for yourself.
How many parents know we need to hear the voice of God for our children? <laughs> Some days we need it more than others. <laughs> the little boy back there pointed to his mom. You need that, mom. Don't we all? I mean, if you've got elderly uh, parents that are in a nursing home or you're taken care of, you need to hear the voice of, you need to hear a voice of God. You're going on a mission trip, you need to hear the voice of God. If you're going through a sickness in your life, you need to hear the voice of God. And God will give you each step of the way if you keep those distractions out and hear his voice. There is nothing like hearing the voice of God. You know why, church? I'm going to close for the third time here. This is why. Because the voice of God, listen closely, the voice of God comes the peace of God. And there is nothing like, Brother Jerry, of knowing you heard God's voice, and then there's this overwhelming peace, sister, that comes in your heart knowing I heard the voice of God, and I was obedient to the voice of God. I don't know how it's going to look after I've heard his voice and been obedient. I don't know how it's going to look. It might even look like it's getting. How many of you made a decision and know you've heard the voice of God and it got worse? Come on. <laughs> it seemed like the situation got worse. But then God turned it around. Because you heard the voice of God, you walked in his obedience, and you had peace about it. And God works all things out for our good. Let's stand and give the Lord a hand. Praise the Lord. I've enjoyed preaching to you this morning. Praise God. I, I just hope that, that all of us just cultivate that heart to hear the voice of God. And uh, the Bible says, of course, again, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord, let's just give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a big hand. I'm going to let you leave, but I want us to close our eyes. <clears throat> this is how I want you to, to pray before, before, you, uh, before you leave today. Thank you as a pastor and his wife and family. I just thank you for coming this morning and spending your time in the house of God but I, I want you to leave like this I just want you to pray in your own way as I pray over you I want you to pray in your own way and ask the Lord to reveal to you any distractions from hearing his voice because the enemy wants you to wants to be your wants you to be distracted excuse me of anything from hearing the voice of God so I want you to pray in your own way and then I'm going to close in prayer as they, as they lead us in worship. Father, if there's anything in our life at all, if there's anything distracting me, if it's something good distracting me, I don't want to be distracted from hearing your voice. So, Father, as everyone prays in their own way this morning, get those distractions out of our way where we hear your voice. The next decision we have to make, the make decision, the next decision I have to make, I want to hear the voice of God. Because I know if I hear the voice of God, some way it's going to work out. God, if I'm sick this morning and going through something physical in my body, if I can just hear your voice, it'll bring peace. And not only will it bring peace, if I hear your voice, it's going to bring healing in my body. 
if I hear your voice, you're going to tell me exactly what to do. If, Father, someone has a job situation, they need to hear your voice. Whatever it may be, a relationship. Maybe there's parents here that have children, have grandchildren, son-in-law, uh, a daughter-in-law, uh, uh, just any relationship, and they need to hear the voice of God and just walk in that instead of their decisions. Lord, you will bring it about, and you will bless them, and you will bless them indeed. Father, I ask you to bless this congregation. Tina and I thank you for them. They're beautiful, and I thank you for their life, and I ask you to bless them. And I ask that you're, this week that your face shine upon them in a big way. Show them, Lord, I, I request. I, I, I come to you as a, as, as, as a pastor, but I come to you as you being the judge of the universe. And I beckon you, I beckon you to, to come, and I ask you to bless them this week in a mighty way and speak to them. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen and amen. God bless you, and have a wonderful day in the Lord.